The golden age of Star Wars is here. We're getting more Star Wars this year than the last few years combined. Mandalorian, Bad Batch, Jedi Survivor, Skeleton Crew, and Ahsoka. But what is coming next for the franchise after these and Andor Season 2 and Star Wars Acolyte? We have some interesting theories and it's all sparked by something you wouldn't expect. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Each week we dive deep into two topics from the galaxy far, far away. Jedi Survivor has some insane changes as well as a delay, and we have some sad news around future Obi-Wan Kenobi Season 2. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. So the big news that we got around Jedi Survivor is the delay. They have delayed it until April 28th, which I believe is about uh, six weeks or so. This is the quote. For the last three years, the Jedi team here at Respawn has poured its collective heart and soul into Star Wars Survivor. And we are proud to say the next chapter of the tale is content complete. We are now focused entirely on the final stage, bug fixes to enhance performance, stability, polish, and most importantly, the player experience. Mm. Jedi Survivor is a direct response to the feedback from our community, delivering expansive destinations to explore, evolve combat and traversal, and of course, the continuation of Cal and BD's story. Making this game has truly made us a better team. In order for the team to hit the respawn quality bar, provide the team the time they need, and achieve the level of polish our fans deserve, we have added six crucial weeks to our release schedule. Star Wars Jedi Survivor will now launch globally on April 28th. This, I think, is good. Hey, Stormtrooper. Yeah, you. Make sure that you head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave us a rating or review. Helps us out a ton. Uh, I love Jedi Fallen Order. Such a fun game. But my gosh, the first experience I had playing with it was incredibly buggy. It was the minute it dropped, and within the first 30 minutes, I had already fallen through the maps probably two times. Whoa. Yes, and that oh, wow. just continued throughout the first 10 hours of the game that I played. I would randomly, like, just walk into something and then just fall deeply into the no man's land that is underneath the map. Yikes. <laughs> So I'm definitely all for this. The Respawn team uses Unreal Engine, which they've been doing for the majority. I think all of their games have been an Unreal Engine. But Unreal Engine 4 specifically has some weirdness when it comes to these kinds of things. There is a, a quite a bit of possibility that there will be bugs. And I would rather them work on this, fix it, and delay the game than just release it and have it drop with all of these issues. We, I mean, we've always kind of said that on here. Yeah. like. We just want the best game that you can make possible, period. Like, yeah. it doesn't, I mean, it does matter how soon we can get it, yeah. but at the same time, as long as you're communicating with us, like you, they are, mm -hmm. that's just all we want to see. We just want to see that you're willing to put in the time and also tell us about that. Like, just yes. keep us in the know, we'll be okay, mm -hmm. sort of thing. <laughs> We've got other games to play. Yes. We're okay. And I think most importantly, too, is we'll have Mandalorian during mm -hmm. that time frame, so... Mandalorian, it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan, but my gosh, is it very difficult to cover all the things that are Star Wars that are coming out? Because I think it's Bad Batch will finish, Mandalorian, actually Bad Batch will continue on 
Mandalorian will start and Bad Batch will finish like a couple episodes into the Mandalorian. Selfishly, I'm glad they delayed it because I have a bunch of things on my plate in terms of content creation as well as projects for other people. So I'm, I'm quite happy with this decision. Yeah. And this isn't the first time that they've delayed it, but this is the first time they've officially delayed it. Uh, the game was... A s- as far as we we're aware, the game was originally supposed to come out in late 2022 holiday season, and they delayed it to be in the March time period. And now they're delaying it even further into April, late April. And I think that's a good decision. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of competition. And also, we'll be playing lots of uh, Hogwarts Legacy until the game comes out. So oh, yeah. that's also fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on top of that, we also got some details on some interesting changes that they're making to the formula. Yeah, what's that about? Previously in, in the first game, Fallen Order, you don't have the ability to fast travel. Oh. You hop on the ship, you tell it to go a place, and you go there. So huh. you have to you have to make it if you if you're deep into the map on the location, let's just say Zepho, you have to go all the way through the puzzles, the temples and everything like that. Get to the ship and then choose to go to, let's just say, Dathomir. Ooh. They will now have fast travel in the second game. Ooh. Rejoice. Hooray. Uh, this is going to be great. <laughs> uh, I'm really looking forward to it because I think uh, it made sense for the first game to be like that, but with with the way that the Metroidvania-style Fallen Order, it made sense because you're working on all these different abilities. You're getting through the map in a very linear path. You can go this way to get this ability and that kind of thing, but it's pretty linear. You're going to a specific goal and then coming back. Mm -hmm. The game, the second game so far, looks to be a lot more open Mm -hmm. and giving you that choice. Nice. So that's going to be really good. Do you feel like that's going to take away from... Like, what was Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? I don't think so. I mean, obviously, it makes more sense as, like, a legitimate canon kind of thing of, like, mm. oh, you have to walk all the way back. Mm-hmm. Just But from a time-saving perspective, <laughs> I don't care if it's not canon that Please, you just no. appear somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Just just when you do that, pretend that you had to walk all the way back mm-hmm. and then get to the ship mm-hmm. and then go there. And then there you go. You fixed that. Right. Bam. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this isn't the only improvement either to the systems. We're getting rideable animals and vehicles to traverse the maps easier Ooh. as well, which I am very much looking forward to. Again, the same thing. There was You would be running around. You would be going from place to place on foot. And while that worked, I think, for the story that they're trying to tell with Fallen Order, I am, once again, very glad that you're going to have the opportunity to traverse this much wider open world Mm -hmm. and get places faster and uh, offer new ways of travel. Because, I mean, if you're in Star Wars, that's what you're going to be doing. Right. That It speaks to the much larger maps that they're probably Mm going to be making then. Um, And that also means that I'm even more happy that they're delaying it because, yes, yes, please take all the time you need. (laughs) We do not want to be falling through. Or Or even like the issues with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Mm -hmm. where you do have this very massive expanse of an open world that they have a tool that you can use to traverse with, but the frame rate is so bad in that game. Yep. I, I mean, I'm still playing it and enjoy it, but would I rather have more than 15 frames per second? 
Probably. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So that will be definitely very good. And this is what we know from Games Radar. The game's sequel will have fast travel, the ability to ride various creatures on each planet, making world traversal even quicker than it was in Fallen Order. This was teasing the gameplay, but it's nice to have it confirmed. Uh, this is from Star Wars Newsnet. And uh, they, they add this, which I think is an interesting note to talk about. It might also suggest that Cal will be more in touch with nature and survivor as Jedi Knights should be. Mm. Another criticism of the previous game was the sheer amount of wildlife that the player was forced to kill and some have noted the lack of enemy creatures in gameplay trailers for Survivor. Mm. That was an interesting thing that I didn't think about uh-huh. until recently. It's like yeah. you're killing a lot of those the, the wildlife that are attacking you uh-huh. like on every single planet. That's the majority of your villains, hmm. the, the enemies that you have to fight. Which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Huh. Especially after the last episode of Bad Batch, where mm-hmm. you're like, don't fire. And it'll they be, won't attack you. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what they do with like force learning mm-hmm. mechanics. Yeah, because like, that was the whole thing. You had to meditate and like upgrade right. and you unlock specific memories that let you get new abilities. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to do the same thing and if that's going to be one of the things that you learn. I don't. I don't think so. No, I don't it's just going to be an innate thing that you just go up to animals. I think and he's learned all of his abilities now. Hmm. That he maybe, like you said, he has a deeper under- understanding of the force and how it connects to everything living and all of the universe itself. But I don't think there's going to be that whole relearning of force abilities hmm. in this game. I think it'd be interesting. I'm just. It's just something I'm not sure what the hell they're gonna. Yeah. Work that in, or if mm-hmm. that's gonna be like. Just, I'm curious to see what the mechanic of that is going to be. If that's the focus or if it's more about like, yeah, just upgrade your weapon. and. I think that's going to be, I, I think we were all wondering how they would change the mechanics of the, from the first game to the second game. I had jokingly said if, if they, if they do the whole, oh crap, you've lost your memories mm-hmm. again, I would be very upset because that's not a, that's the same game over again, mm-hmm. but it looks like they're moving forward. They're using Fallen Order as a foundation, and then yeah. they're moving forward in so many different new ways and mechanics and everything like that. I mean, all the way down to the fast travel. Yeah. That was something that people really wanted. It made sense not to have it. And the whole thing of, like, you couldn't learn how to double jump until pretty late in the game. Yeah. And that was very frustrating <laughs> from a player standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I didn't remember about this until I replayed it recently. I'm like, oh, yeah, forgot about that. You're just limited to one jump. Oof, yeah, that sucks. So there's things you're like, oh, I'll be able to come back and do that once I get a double jump ability, but I don't have it yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. But now you're you're a Jedi. You've been doing this for five years. Right. You, you've weathered, you're worn, you've learned different abilities, you've forgotten others. Like You've progressed as a human. But you have a deeper understanding of your abilities and your skills. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense for them to do that as a grown cow yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would make more sense. <laughs> Definitely. And then switching gears a little bit. Last episode, we talked about the possibility of an Obi-Wan season two mm-hmm. and what that could entail. Definitely go check that out on the channel. But something that th- will throw a wrench in our plans is this news here. The man, the myth, the legend, Liam Neeson, has said this in a men's health video. No, Star Wars, no. As much as I admire them, there's just so many of them now. They're like, they're like, so I've lost track, unfortunately. 
there's too many of them. That was the big that was big crux of like what it could be mm-hmm. in a season two of Obi Wan. That yeah. would be really awesome. Would be Obi Wan uh-huh. like Obi Wan and Qui Gon learning together. Qui Gon teaching him how he became like one with the Force and could use that in the future and all that fun stuff. I think that's like the most interesting direction that Obi Wan season two could go because yeah. they set it up perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's like oh man, they gave us all that. But the interesting thing is he did confirm that he wouldn't be an Obi Wan and was. Yeah. So he's not a very trusted uh, yeah, source trusted for Star source Wars there. points. <laughs> yeah. Either he's very much under the Disney thumb of like, don't say anything. We're keeping oh, you under no, lock and, and key sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or he's just really flat out just being like, no. Mm-hmm. Should be interesting. I kind of get the feeling that they're not going to have him back. Yeah. I don't know. It's a sad, sad day, mm-hmm. but... So I think if they were going to have him to a bigger extent, obviously you'd want it for the first one because it makes so so mm-hmm. much sense to have that. But also they set it up perfectly or they could have Liam Neeson's son who has done, he did the voice for young Qui-Gon in Tales of the Jedi. That's true. So there is a bit of that experience there. Yeah. He's done voiceover work too for yeah. Star Wars. If they use his voice and then mm-hmm. do like a, even like a deep fake because we clearly have seen that they are That's not That's true. They do that with freaking Luke all the time. That's not that we like it but um, there's possibility still yeah. for a Qui-Gon to be in there. Maybe mm-hmm. not Liam Neeson though. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> oh man. Liam, just imagine Liam Neeson, Obi-Wan. Oh, that'd be so fun. I would love that. Chef's kiss would have been amazing. Do you think that's the right story to tell? If Liam Neeson's like, no, what? What's the next step that you should do when you're looking at Obi Wan thing? Like Obi Wan learning from like, uh, <laughs> what? what do you do? What? Yeah, like there's no there's no sto- further story to mm-hmm. Obi Wan without Qui Gon. Yeah. We have to see that. We have to see this mm-hmm. new Obi Wan who's learning. Yeah. What he needs to learn from Qui-Gon. Like, that was the whole thing. <laughs> <sighs> so, if they don't mm. have him. It'd be just a big gap of time. Yeah. Like, what if they just go like, oh, here's Obi-Wan now. He's already learned these things. Yeah. Like, you missed all the, fun, the cool stuff. Yeah. Like, deepening the lore around the Jedi and them their, their connection with the Force. All of that stuff that we got bits and pieces of in the Clone Wars, but we've never gotten in live action. I think mm-hmm. would be just a missed opportunity. But it made me it made me think a little bit about this. Where do you see Star Wars on the small screen after after the Mandalorian? So we've got the Mandalorian, mm. Obi Wan Kenobi's had one season. We don't know if they're gonna have a second one. Uh, we've got a Reva show that's gonna come out. We've got Star Wars Acolyte, Skeleton Crew. Mandalorian season three. I think we're going to continue getting Mandalorian as long as Pedro Pascal is going to play him. Yeah. And maybe even longer than that, honestly. But past that, what do you want to see from like a Disney Plus universe? Well, we've already gotten, or we're going to get Andor season two and mm-hmm. Ahsoka. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot that they're going to play off of there. Yeah. We're not going to be hurting for yeah. shows to come. That's for At sure. At least for, I mean, because. Skeleton Crew wrapped, uh, Acolyte wrapped. Skeleton Crew, I think, is still slated to come out this year. Acolyte, I think, is going to come out next year. And then Andor Season 2 is 2024, 2025. Mm. So we have until 2025, but that's a, that's only two years. Yeah, That's like this year. Because we're getting Ahsoka this year. We're getting mm. Skeleton Crew this year. We're getting Mandalorian Season 3 year, this year. 
So that's three Star Wars show just this year. I mean, we're booked. <laughs> but like, that's a short fun. amount of time, a lot of Star Wars. But what do you do after that? Especially, mm-hmm. I mean, Bob Iger has, he set up a plan for Disney Plus to have a lot more of that expansion into the TV shows and putting some big money behind the TV shows. But he's also been pulling that back now after it didn't quite work so much through mm-hmm. the pandemic. Well, no doubt they're going to have more characters in these shows to spin off of. Mm -hmm. I mean, that just seems to be like the thing that they like to do. Um, And if not, then they'll have a lot more Mm -hmm. just world to play in. Yeah. Well, what what universe? Because we've got Mandalorian, obviously. That that has a whole cast of characters. Mm -hmm. It it spun off Book of Boba Fett and it's spinning off Ahsoka and, and Skeleton Crew. That's all set in the same timeline, period. All that fun stuff. Do you think we continue with more notable characters? or I mean, because Mandalorian is a unique character. Mm-hmm. They created the Mandalorian for the Mandalorian and then put a bunch of cameos in it. Right. Do you think we're going to get more of like that? Or do you think it's going to be more Obi-Wan? More Book of Boba Fett? Hmm. I, honestly, I really just feel like it depends on... What do you want? Oh, I would probably want more of like Andor stuff. Like yeah. give me more strange... Mm-hmm. spin-offs of like yeah. I th- yeah. little known characters with big stories sort of mm-hmm. thing like give me more of that <laughs> I wonder if if their plan is obviously they have to go big and large scale and not experiment a lot with their movies mm-hmm. they have to make the big bring everyone to the movie theater kind of movies yeah but what if they'd went completely off the walls with the TV shows obviously you have the Mandalorian and that side of things that's like printing money and (laughs) merchandise and all of that stuff yeah but on top of that like filling in the gaps like the andor type stuff the star wars visions type stuff maybe the stuff that you can kind of spin up put a very creative team on and then just let them run loose Mm -hmm. but make the big investments into the movies yeah I'm going to be really interested when, like, what shifts for Star Wars mm-hmm. when Acolyte comes out. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's either going to really be something or really flop. Like, because, I don't yeah. know, when stuff focuses on something as different as, like, a villain or something, mm-hmm. you don't know. You don't know how people are going to take it. And I, I think it's going to be I think successful. it's going to be really good. But. Mm-hmm. There is always that doubt. Right. And Bob Iger has said that he wants more Star Wars movies, which it makes mm-hmm. sense. If you look at like the most revenue for movies, Star Wars is in there like two or three times in the top ten. Mm-hmm. So they make money. Yeah. Do you think that? Okay, so we've gotten Clone Wars, and they've made a movie off of Clone Wars. Yeah. Do you think they're going to make a movie off of any of these TV shows? <sighs> no, I think Mandalorian could show up in the movies somehow. Mm. Ahsoka could show up in the movies somehow mm-hmm. and or has a movie. <laughs> True. I don't think so. I don't think that we're going to see any movies from the TV show stuff mm. because they're so small scale. Huh. I think if they're going to do something with Star Wars and it's going to be a movie, it's going to have some big repercussions. It's going to have some heavy duty stuff's going to happen. Mm. So, like, not even with the uh, Mandalorian world that they're creating, do you mm-hmm. think if they join enough, I don't think TV, so. You don't think that they'll like combine at them least, all in? At like, least from bam, like, a movie. My gut inst, my gut instinct says no. <laughs> I my gut instinct says I hope not. 
<laughs> those tend to be a little um because you know, where do you go? Ooh. Where do you go? Like, yeah. if you're telling a Mandalorian movie, why not just make another season of Mandalorian with that? Right, exactly. And that's usually why mm-hmm. they that they don't do yeah. very well. I'm just curious. Like, uh-huh. I feel like that could I, be something yeah. that they could be working up to, but I hope mm-hmm. not. I hope not. I think before Disney Plus, 100%. Mm. If they didn't have Disney Plus, Mandalorian would be a movie or movie series, mm-hmm. like they were going to do with Solo. Or like they were going to do with mm-hmm. like these spinoffs sh- shows. Because mm-hmm. there was going to be the Lando, there's yeah. the Lando TV show. But I think that was would have been, without Disney Plus, a movie. Mm-hmm. You have, Obi-Wan was supposed to be a movie. Yeah. You had in their original plan, main Skywalker saga, character driven movie. Mm-hmm. And I think all of the character driven stuff is going to go to the TV shows. Mm-hmm. And all of the main line, they're going to set up a new string of characters or they're going to have a continuation after Rise of Skywalker. I don't think we're going to get those experimental stuff yeah. until maybe Ryan Johnson's trilogy, if that ever happens, where he just goes in a completely different timeline. Because I think that was going to be during like the Knights of the Old Republic mm, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they kind of have to do that with the Mm -hmm. movies. It needs that big scale. Like Mm -hmm. you have to bring people into the theater and you're not going to do that if it's a movie called The Mandalorian. Mm. You can do it on a TV show and be very successful. Hmm. But the scale that it would need for a Star Wars movie, I don't think that works. I could be wrong. Yeah. But I think with how much they're putting on the idea of more Star Wars movies, I don't think that they're going to be all about the, let's just, let's tell like a really interesting rom-com Star Wars movie. (laughs) Yeah, no. No, you're not going to make Andor and it be a movie. It could be. Basically, those three episode arcs are mini movies Mm -hmm. or longer than movies if you watch them all back to back. But the timeline too. Because you're going to only come out with a mainline Star Wars movie really every two to three years to be very successful with it. To make it an event to bring people in. Yep. And you're not going to pour hundreds of millions of dollars to make $10 million in profit. That's at least my that's my, my thought on it. Mm. So I think you can get a lot more of those TV shows out. But you need to, you need to say, hey, we're going to make this movie and we know it's going to bring us money. Right. Yeah. That's why they keep on making Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they do more of the experimental stuff, or they did more of the experimental stuff on the small screen with Disney+. Plus. Yeah. So going back to what do you think is next, Mm -hmm. do you have any thoughts? I think we're going to see a doubling down of the Mandalorian-verse. I Mm. think we're going to see more of the Ahsoka, Mandalorian, skeleton crew type bits of work, Mm. because I think they know those will be successful. Skeleton crew... I think is going to be successful because it will tie into Ahsoka in some way. It's my theory, mm-hmm. at least. And I think that the movies are going to be these larger, big events. And we're going to see fewer and fewer Andors mm-hmm. than we would like. Yeah, I think we may get an Andor-type show. It did really well, both like review-wise and pretty well um viewership wise and i think it's going to be a slow burn because i rogue one wasn't a massive hit but it has become everyone's favorite star wars movie in the disney period Mm. after the fact Mm -hmm. anytime i've asked someone hey what do you what's your favorite star wars movie and they're like well it's either going to be the original trilogy movie 
or it's going to be Rogue One. Mm, that's true. Uh, and I think we may see maybe every five years something like Andor. Yeah. And I think right now we're going to get that with Andor season one and Andor season two and Star Wars Acolyte. Those mm. are very unique ideas set in their own specific timelines. But I think above all else, the thing I want them to do the most is do a live action something set during Order 66 or the Clone Wars period. Mm. We're getting it with Bad Batch. We're getting it with the video game series. But we have not gotten anything prequel era in the live action movie or TV. That's true. Hmm. You think they're going to do that? I hope so. Oh, okay. It makes sense. <laughs> like, the amount of prequel fans and prequel apologists mm-hmm. is so massive. Mm-hmm. I could totally see that happening. Or I maybe they set up a movie or a trilogy of movies or something like that around Darth Vader and Palpatine, Lords of the Sith, or I think something that could also be successful is just set up early early on in the timeline around the kotor around the high republic era do something that is pretty interesting create a new character new trio of characters or whatever make a bad guy and do something interesting there Hmm. but with that thank you all so much for listening to this episode let us know your thoughts what is going to happen after and or after all of the TV shows that we know for sure what's going to be next, let us know your theories. As always, thanks for watching. You can listen to the podcast wherever you find podcasts, watch it on YouTube. And hey, we would very much appreciate if you left us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Helps us out a ton. As always, thanks for listening and may the force be with you.